2: Hey, good evening. Welcome aboard. It is the weekend edition. Marty Terrell along the way. Dominic Jimenez off on a football Friday. And we got our man Daniel going to do a he's going to do at least a double dose of Dan's download. No question about that. So we will uh, rock and roll with that. Obviously, a lot going on NFL wise Saturday games, Sunday games, coaches coming, coaches going. And away we go. Daniel Ogden with us as well. He will uh be in for the full hour, right up to the top of the next hour here. And yeah, listen, Staley, anybody surprised after that debacle on Thursday night? Uh, hell no. Yeah, I mean he deserved to get fired. He was going to get fired anyways. They just uh, he made it easy. 6321. And uh man oh man, Al Michaels, I mean I mean poor I mean what a week Al Michaels has had. What a year. What a year and a half. Al Michaels stuck on Thursday night at Amazon. NBC this week pulled the plug on his uh his gig with the peacock to call postseason, so he's out there, and then he has to sit through these Thursday night games. And a week ago Thursday, we had Patriots Steelers, which on paper looked like a dog, and it was a pretty good game. Pack win it twenty one eighteen, I might add. But listen, let's be honest that uh, that Raiders that Raider Charger disaster Thursday night was just a debacle. It's just a debacle. And so Staley, you know, he he put on a good stiff upper lip after the game. You know, uh, you know, I feel like I'm the right coach. I, I, I'm not worried about all, all. I'm not worried at all about getting fired. Well, you don't have to worry because you're gonna get fired. It's not, it's, I mean, you don't have to worry about it because it's coming down. So Dean Spanos did what everyone thought he would do. He pulled the plug, and that's it. And he said, uh, "General Manager Tedesco, you're out too." So he did the complete house cleaning. Coach, GM, they start a new. Uh, you're going to hear a lot of Belichick talk. You're going to hear Harbaugh talk. You're going to hear this stuff until till the cows come home. It'll make you nutty. Uh, I mean, do I think Belichick will get a sniff? Yeah. Do I think he's going to be out at Foxborough? I'm not so sure. Uh, you know, listen, he's going to have his—he's going to have a statue uh, put up outside of Gillette. Uh, I think this is going to be—if it's a divorce coming down the pipe between Belichick and the Crafts—I think it's going to be. It's going to have to be a high road one. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to burn bridges either side. Belichick doesn't want to burn the bridge. Crafts don't either. Uh, you know, who knows? They, they, they need a cooling off period. They got to get through the season. When the curtain falls on the regular season for the Pats, Craft, Belichick, they need to go their separate ways, think about it, and then get together and maybe talk things through. We'll see. All right. Ogden's ready to go. I am as well. Marty Terrell. Sports Overnight. Weekend edition. Keep it right here.
1: Staples and HP want you to have a happy hola deal. That's right, Holla deal. Now, during Staples hola deals, you can save up to $115 on the HP Smart Tank 6001 all-in-one printer with up to two years of original HP ink right in the box. Plus, find savings of up to 40% on select HP computers and monitors. Happy hola deals from Staples and HP, America's most trusted printer brand. Smart Tank offer 1223. HP tech offers and 1624. Visit staples.com slash HP for details.
2: All right, talking of the world of sports, weekend edition, uh, Daniel Ogden in tow as well, Marty Trail along the way, take you through the weekend with uh, Saturday, you know, you're sitting here on a Saturday, and you got a triple header, you're sitting here on a Sunday, you got a bevy of games, and uh, I don't know, we've had a lot of upsets, we had a lot of craziness, we'll go through it, but you know what I want to do, Daniel, first of all, how you doing, pal, you doing all right? I am doing well, how are you? I'm doing great. How's your week going and what do you got in store this weekend? And you know, I you know, we could do plenty of football stuff, but man, you got a lot of stuff going on out there. Um, you know the Draymond thing with the uh I don't know. I, I heard uh Kerr's press conference. Did you, well, I don't want to catch you off guard. Did you see his press conference last night? Uh
3: I saw part of it, mainly clips. I I didn't watch the entire thing though, no.
2: Yeah, I, I, it just to me, he's just say it's all these canned responses, you know. And, and, and so here's my question for you. And then they go out and lay, uh, you know, Thursday night, they play another crappy game. Um, they just they look lifeless. You know, they're a, they're below 500. Curry had one of his worst games Thursday night, 17 points. I mean, he just I don't know what's missing in his curve. Is he feeling any heat out there? Set the Draymond thing aside for a moment. Let's focus on the team, Kerr, the whole, the whole enchilada. Then we'll get to Draymond. Then we'll do the football stuff. But let's spend so let's spend a little bit of time on this because I think this is important. Curry is obviously an iconic player. Kerr, you know, he was part of Jordan and the Bulls with Rodman. And he and, and he, you know, he brought up the Rodman thing in, in conjunction with Draymond. And I just wonder how that's going to roll with Draymond and his handlers. That that to me was an awkward, awkward. Um, or no, maybe it was, you know what? I got to be careful. I don't know if I said that I said that right. I know who it was. It was Isaiah Thomas who had Rodman with him in Detroit. I got to be careful here. I want to be accurate, especially with you know, people out in the Bay area going, what's Terrell smoking? Yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't Kerr. It was Isaiah. So I want to back up. He was on NBA TV, but I did watch the Kerr press conference. What's been the reaction to Kerr, if any, or has it just been overshadowed by Draymond? Let's hear. It. Go ahead.
3: I would say definitely been overshadowed by Draymond. I think a lot of people, just in general, don't understand how he's still kind of defending all these things. Um, it's a little odd. And I think, you know, I saw a, a couple of tweets, which, uh, you know, is sort of a fair point. Like, and and I don't have a problem when he does it uh, You know, Kerr in his press conferences When he'll talk about uh, gun violence And, you know, p- political type things Like, I mean, anybody can really use the platform That they want, in my opinion Well, to, don't you forget
2: know, Kerr, Kerr's qual- his father was murdered
3: Oh, I know, I know Yeah, his father but, was murdered
2: So well, I mean, I understand why he uh, And I agree with you I don't care that he goes off on that Yeah, it doesn't bother
3: me It doesn't bother me when Popovich does it um, But it is a fair point to say, hey, we let you talk about all these things outside of basketball that you have an opinion on, and then your player, you've completely lost control of your player and you don't want to talk about it. That's, that's, that's you know.
2: That's, that's fair. That's a fair criticism. I agree with that 1,000%. I didn't even think of that, but that's, that is spot on, Daniel. He can, He cannot skate on that. He can't have it both ways. You can't have it, you know, hey, I'm going to go off on gun violence and I'm going to go off on politics. I know his dad was slain. He was an American diplomat in Beirut. Yep. I understand that. But he has got to calm down. If, uh, if if people want to ask him questions outside of the realm of X's and O's, he's left himself wide open. I don't want to hear it. I, You know, I just thought what, what I saw in the press conference and I watched the whole thing was just saying all the canned responses, you know, we got to get Draymond help, you know, he's a good person, blah blah blah. We all know he is. But listen, this is this isn't the first time. This isn't the second time. This is the third time this season, am I right? Yes, it is three times. So, I mean, you know, there's an old saying three strikes you're out and now he's out. Now, I will defend Kirk because he said, look, this isn't going to be this isn't going to be something that a week or two suspension is going to rectify. He 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 kind of he kind of did a deep dive into the idea that, hey, this could be the balance of the season. Yeah, I think it'll be probably around
3: 20 games, 20, 25 games, somewhere in there. uh,
2: I think it's going to be more than that. All they right. got to send a message. They got to send a message to not only Draymond but everybody. They do. I mean, listen, he he this idea that he did a little whirly bird helicopter and ha, ha, you know caught the guy in the head is, is a joke. He knew what he was doing and I'm sorry. 20 25 games isn't enough. I think it's going to be more like 40, but who knows. But anyways, that that aside. Here's the thing. Draymond is a Tremendous player in a very awkward way. If he can contain it, his nuttiness, his agitation, uh, the way he gets under a star player skin, I'm telling you, he drove the Celtics a couple of years ago nuts. Ask Tatum and Brown. Celtics went up 2 1, and then Draymond got in their head. Once he gets in their head, he totally changed the whole dynamics of that series. And so, too, did Jordan Poole with some great shooting. And Wiggins went cuckoo, too, as you recall, a couple of years ago. But Draymond's you know, if he can contain it, he is a great instigator in a very legal, positive way. How do you feel about that? And is there any credence to what I just said? Let's go. Let's hear. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'll, I'll think back uh, to last weekend where uh, – Kyle Shanahan said, you know, in a a team meeting, he said, we're going to get under the skin of DK Metcalf. Um, And it is a very, you know, important valuable thing to be able to get under the skin of other people. Uh, The issue becomes when you're easily agitated and it's easy to get under your skin at the same time. And he's been like that his whole career. Um I think the the craziest or whatever word you know I guess maybe crazy is not a great word to use um but the oddest thing weirdest thing about it is usually players mature as they get older. It feels like he's getting worse, and that's yeah. I think why it's so uh, you know inexplicable I just don't understand it like how do you not learn from your mistakes?
2: What are the dynamics of that team? Is that something that, you know, maybe the coach can work on better? But isn't I would think Curry and Clay would have a great, great impact in a positive way on Draymond saying, Draymond, we got to dial this down. You're becoming a distraction in the worst possible way. I mean, or does Curry and Clay kind of say, you know what, this is this is our this isn't our lane. We're steering clear. You know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not criticizing them saying they're devoid of leadership because I think they're both been great leaders on and off the court. But w- specific to Draymond, what about Curry? What about Thompson? What's the scuttlebutt out there? You tell me, if any.
3: Definitely no scuttlebutt on Steph. I think Steph is kind of just, I, I don't know. I think he's in safe zone, like, for the rest of his career. He could he could brick every shot for the rest of eternity, and I don't think anybody would turn on him out here. Um, I thought another interesting report that I saw, and I, I, I haven't, like, dug deeper on it, but they said that they offered Clay a two-year extension before the season, and he turned it down, and he's stunk. Um, I mean, last night he played well. Uh, for the you know really the first time in weeks, but he stunk yep. this year, um, and I don't know how much longer he's going to be on the team. Or I you know I think it's it you know it's starting to get to the point. Uh, you know against the Suns last week or earlier in the week, Kerr benched him and Wiggins to start the second half, and it was working until Draymond decided to be an idiot. I mean they were up five and and the Pajemski was playing well. They kind of had like momentum. And then uh, Draymond decided to clock. You know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think it's really time. And, and as much as it sucks to say, but every you know dynasty or whatever you want to call it comes to an end at some point. And I think it's time to let guys like Kuminga and Pajemski play. And, you know what I mean? And yep. really just yep. uh, move on. I guess you know, for lack of a better term.
2: Well, it'll be interesting. Honestly, you know, Clay played up North Washington State. I could see him in Portland. I think he'll want to stay there. But who knows? Maybe maybe he just doesn't want to be part of a rebuild, and maybe they don't want him as part of a rebuild. Who knows? But they, they're they they're at the turning point. They are at the turning point. It's going to go one way or the other. And don't look now. Here comes the Celtics. You're going to have some East Coast, some of the heavy hitters from the East Coast coming in. Uh, they're going to sweep their way to the Western Conference here. Uh, you know, you got Christmas, which is really you know, the unofficial gut check time in the NBA. You know, you get from October to November. Yeah, you don't get too wound up. You get to Christmas. You, you want to have all your guns loaded with the, uh, the bullets you're going to fire. I shouldn't probably put it in that context, but you get my drift. Come Christmas time, it starts to become more of a game on situation. All right, some good hoops talk. We'll get to the NFL Uh, We'll steer clear of the coaching carousel to a little bit later on here, but we got a lot to get to Terrell Ogden along the way. It's the weekend edition here on sports overnight. Keep it here.
0: If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants, because you can't understand the waiter,
1: That's 800-278-1738.
2: Attention homeowners. It's not if something's going to break, it's when. That's homeownership. If your dryer, your refrigerator, or your AC and heating breaks, that's an expensive call. And who do you call? Make it easy on yourself and call Choice Home Warranty.
1: That's 800 211 6008.
2: All right, talking to the world of sports, let's get to the NFL. There's a lot of great games coming up, week 15. Let's roll into it. We had the Thursday night disaster, triple header Saturday, a bevy of games on Sunday. You know, going back to Thursday night, uh, Daniel. I mean that, that it was almost startling, you know. It was seven nothing, 35. At forty two nothing, I'm like, this got to be in the third or fourth quarter. Then I, because I, I didn't watch a lick of it. I really didn't. I, I, I knew it would be a dog game. I, I didn't care. I, I mean, there were the Celtics on. There was good NBA. <coughs> I couldn't get into it. I could not get into it. I was watching Nebraska women's volleyball. That's how. I, I just wasn't into it. So. And then I looked up, it was 42, nothing at half. And then you had a buddy said, Hey, if anybody can blow a 42, nothing lead at the half, it'll be the Raiders. Right?
3: Yes, indeed. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty, it was ridiculous. It was like fumble. It it was like, um, you know, kind of how, uh, do you ever watch the movie little giants? No. Okay. Uh, Tell me though. Okay, I to, so I, I
2: mean, I I know I know of it. But okay. I have not seen it.
3: So Rick Moranis is like little you know ragtag band of uh, kids that didn't make the team end up you know forming a team and then they play the exactly. the actual real team and uh and Ed O'Neill before the game you know he's like well your your team you know isn't even a real team he's like uh we'll kick off take the ball from you ram it down your throat. You take the ball from you again, ram it down your throat again. That's literally like it was just like fumble, Raiders touchdown, fumble, Raiders touchdown, fumble, <laughs> Raiders touchdown. And then I think there was even a couple fumbles that the Raiders actually didn't recover. And then maybe two plays later, they fumbled again. And then I don't know if you saw the the replay, but the pick six was maybe the worst throw I've ever seen an NFL quarterback make, like ever. It was a great catch, too, one-handed. Um, but he just totally telegraphed it and, uh, it was just a complete ass kicking. Um, and, uh, 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 I said this earlier, but poetic justice, uh, for Brandon Staley, um, didn't make the playoffs in that year because of the idiotic move in overtime against the Raiders unwilling to oh God, take a tie. Didn't make the playoffs and then his uh, tenure as a head coach ends uh, a couple years later against the same Raiders. Poetic.
2: And just and just a, a a just an absolute blowout. I mean it was just startling. And again, I didn't watch it, but when I woke up well actually last night before I went to bed, I said, you know what? He's not gonna be the coach tomorrow. He's getting fired tomorrow. And I'm surprised you get fired right after the game. Can you? I mean, how easy of a how easy of a decision was that for Spanos? And to his credit, Dean Spanos said, not only is Staley walking the plank, but Tedesco, you put this mess together. Now you can tell me about Herbert's injuries and everything else, but they they were lost. And you know, and then the, the to have the players come out and say, oh no no no, he, you know, uh, he he's a he's a player's coach, man. We 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 support Staley. I'm thinking, really, you really can say that. Without really looking us in the eye and thinking we're that stupid, he's a players' coach. Maybe that was the problem—that he was too cozy with the players. I don't know what it was, but I, you know, and I think Stanley will land on his feet somewhere, but not as a head coach. I think he—I'll—he'll never see the light of an NFL sideline as a head coach again.
3: No, I no, I really don't think so. No, I he's think done. he'll get a job as a D coordinator for sure. Yeah, um, I mean, he's yeah. yeah. But I don't think as a head coach again, no. And he's been in over his head the whole time there. Uh, I think my favorite quote that I happened to come across uh, was November 26th. He was asked if his message is still getting through and reaching the team. And he said, yeah, I believe so. Otherwise, you'd get blown out of the stadium in one of these games. You get blown out of the stadium, and that hasn't happened yet. And then look what happened yesterday.
2: Just unbelievable. I think the Raiders probably read that quote and said, hey, we'll give you a nice going away present. All right, let's get through these games. And I want to focus on Miami. That was a disaster. Uh, I mean, we had a double dip of Monday night, and we had craziness. Uh, First of all, the the Giants, uh, I mean, that was crazy. Uh, Green Bay had to find a way. They're going to rue that, and they better be careful against Tampa because Tampa found a way last week against the Falcons, and everyone's conceding that Green Bay's at home. I'm just telling you, Baker Mayfield stunk, but he had one good drive. It was the last drive of the game, and it was enough. So there you go against Atlanta. But I want to start with the Jets, Dolphins, and the Dolphins were a disaster Monday night. And they better be careful because Zach Wilson's starting to play here a little bit. They're letting their hair down. They've got nothing to worry about. All the Jets have to do go out there is play loosey-goosey, throw the football around here a little bit. And Miami's playing tight right now. Give me a quick hit on Jets-Dolphins. Or do you think Miami, is this the recipe, an opponent like the Jets is what the doctor ordered to get the Dolphins back on track? Go ahead. Let's hear.
3: I think this is a good uh, game for the Dolphins to get back on track. I think uh, it's kind of they're going to be kind of in bounce-back mode. And I think, you know, the game on Monday was a perfect time for kind of a trap game, sort of. Uh, to where you don't usually end up in a trap game when you've just lost in a trap game. Uh, you want to bounce back strong, and I think they'll bounce back strong. Uh, I don't think that the Jets are very good. Uh, you know Wilson. Although I will say I did love the quote that Wilson uh, was supposedly said before last week uh, when they won, and thank you for them winning. Uh, you know I need Houston to lose as as much as humanly possible, but uh, he said. What's the worst that can happen? I get benched again? <laughs> and he played well, you know? So Yeah, uh, he did. So, uh, I I think that, you know, and I think the Jets, they're all, you know, oh, if we win, then, you know, here comes Rodgers and blah, blah, blah. But I, I, I think the Dolphins will handle business. And uh, I don't necessarily know that they'll, you know, drop 40 or run off a huge score, but... I don't think it takes more than you 24-27 know, to beat the Jets pretty pretty easily.
2: Uh, and I, I tend to lean your way on that. I think the Jets will play respectable, but I see 34-17, 34-20, something like that. All right, I want to go to Texans-Titans. Obviously, C.J. Stroud, you know, he's out. Uh, Titans are riding high after just a remarkable win, uh, and w- Will Levis is doing a hell of a job. Uh, this is tricky, and I'll tell you, the Texans – Going into Nashville, I I don't see them winning this game. And all of a sudden, they're they're going to be in a sticky spot. Two weeks ago, we're thinking, holy smokes, survived Denver late. Uh, They should have lost that game. Russell Wilson has a guy who can't catch a ball, drops it in the end zone. Otherwise, the Texans would be staring down the barrel of a three or four game losing streak. I'll tell you right now, the Titans and Vrabels probably got designs on New England if, if Belichick is out. But that being said, I think the Titans are live at home in Nashville against Houston who's going the wrong way at the worst possible time. Give me a quick kid on this game and I know it's music, no pun intended, to your ears.
3: Well, I uh, I have a hard time rooting for either team in this game, obviously. Um, but I, I agree. I think uh, this is a good spot for, for the Titans. I definitely think they're a live dog and I think uh, this is Monday, I think, was a really, really good thing for Will Levis. Um, I don't you know, I've seen him play a couple times. Jags have played him. I obviously watched that game. Um, I don't think he's that good, but he's better than anybody else that they have in terms of an option, and he sort of gives them, I think, a spark with a little bit of a new blood. Um, you know, Tannehill, uh, to draw comparison to our previous segment's conversation, kind of reminds me of, like, you know, Clay and Draymond, where it's just it's just time, mm-hmm. you know? and uh, And I think the the hope of a, a rookie and, you know, somebody new is really good for, for Tennessee. I, I think they take care of business, and I think they actually sneak back into, uh, you know, really everything. If they win out and they get to 9-8, and eight, uh, you never know what can happen because their last game of the season is um, against Jacksonville.
2: I agree. we got other games to talk about here. Um, you know, Buccaneers, Green Bay, Green Bay, man, that was a bad loss Monday night. Uh, a lot of people conceding the fact that uh, the Buccaneers are going into Lambeau. I think Green Bay should win. Give me a quick hit on this game before we go to break. And then we got, obviously, Cowboys-Bills and then Ravens-Jags. The Sunday night game should be an absolute rock fight. Uh, but give me a quick hit on Buccaneers-Packers. Do you think Jordan Love and the Packers can shake off that disaster in the Meadowlands from Monday night when they drop the game to the Giants of all people? Go ahead. Let's hear it.
3: I think, I mean, they should bounce back. I, I I do worry though that Watson hasn't practiced all week. I I feel like he kind of is the key that really unlocked Jordan Love's performance, uh, solid performances in the last two or three games leading up to that Monday night game against the Giants. He's, I think he's a number one receiver, at least like on his way to being a number one receiver. Any, I, I totally yeah. agree. And I yep. So I think him being out would really hurt them, and I think it just changes the offense because I got to say, I've been impressed with Love. He's better than I thought he was, um, and I like all their receivers. I mean, Wicks, Dobbs, Watson, uh, Jaden Reed. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, they got a lot of talent uh, and young talent, and I think what's maybe good, they were pointing out on Monday, they're all first, second-year guys, so there's no real egos, you know, in that room, and they're all working together.
2: I agree, but A.J. Dillon with a broken finger, too. Now, that sounds like, you know, oh, okay, well, you're worried about a guy breaking a finger in the National Football League. Look, he's a a running back. He carries the ball. He's also, they like to throw to him on swing patterns out of the backfield. That can be an an annoying injury. Now, I know they can mobilize that finger and keep it tidy, but that sometimes becomes a mental thing, too, when you're favoring that finger, depending on how much pain is. He's a tough cat out of Boston College, but – just keep that in mind. All right, we'll come back. We'll look at some of the other Sunday-nighters and the late games on Sunday as we roll along here on the Weekend Edition. Morty Terrell and Mr. Dan Ogden as we cruise along here on Sports Byline. Keep it here.
1: That's 800-760-1845. Are
2: you looking for a guilt-free holiday season? Check out 100calsnacks.com. With 100% natural ingredients and no sugar added, these snacks are low in carbs but high in protein and fiber and absolutely delicious. You'll get a kick out of the chocolate brownies with ashwagandha and use code NOGUILT for 25% off your order. That's the number 100, calsnacks.com. Get the energy boost you need with a potent dose of superfood for just 100 calories. That's 100calsnacks.com. All right, weekend edition. Rolling along here, Marty Terrell, Daniel Ogden along the way. Don't forget, Monday, Steve Largent, NFL Hall of Famer. Uh, former Oklahoma congressman. Uh, we're going to run the gamut with Largent on Sports Overnight America Monday. Looking forward to that. Great job out of all you folks out there booking good guests. Also, Kellen Winslow, uh, former NFL star and Hall of Famer. He's on the docket. We'll let you know the details there. But Largent, for sure, coming up Monday, uh, he'll be in segment number one. He will kick off. The Monday edition of Sports Overnight. All right, let's get Daniel back in here. You know, your Jags. I was, you know, first of all, Baltimore. The Rams had them. I mean, what a horrible job! How do you lose a game in overtime and give up a punt return, seventy-five yards? What a boy! The Rams just they are so irritating. That, that 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 whole team, that whole franchise, they make me crazy. Including Kroenke, you know, it just manipulated and just walked all over the city of St. Louis. Dan Cronky I know he married one of the Walmart gals. Good for him. He he makes me crazy. And his son or I think his nephew or son Josh Cronkey played ball at Mizzou. He's another dope, but I, I gotta stop being like that. I gotta be a nice guy. All right, let's get let's get to it, Daniel. Um, Listen, you know, Trevor Lawrence, you know, I I love the gamesmanship. You know what? I, I, you know, high ankle sprain, my rear three to four weeks, my rear, I'm going out there playing. We got Cleveland on the road. I I just, I'm, I'm, I was down on the Jags. I I mean, I granted it was a road game, but I don't know where are you going with your ball club right now? You got to be nervous. I mean, they got to, they got to tighten things up here and you don't exactly get healthy going into Baltimore and get ready for a Sunday night rock fight for the whole country on NBC. Tarico and company, let's hear what you have to say. Go ahead.
3: So, a little nervous, yes, um, but they have so many injuries that have just kind of built up over the course of, you know, the last bunch of weeks. And uh, But when it really boils down to it, you know, I think Lawrence being healthy is obviously the biggest key. Um, and then probably the I think the most underrated um return that they're gonna get this week that nobody really talks about and you know, you don't normally think about it, but um they get their nickel cornerback, Trey Herndon, and yep. he went out against Cincinnati with a concussion early in the first quarter. They have not looked like the same defense with him out. No, they have not.
2: Uh, no, I, I I totally agree, and I'll uh, keep going. And I'll add another one here in a second. Go ahead. Yeah,
3: and so he he, him coming back I think is is really key because not only do they have him in the slot usually, but he also really they blitz with him a lot. Um, they move him around and they use him creatively with blitzing. Um. So, you know, now as a pure cover corner, I don't think he's fantastic, but I think it's really kind of screwed them up. And the other thing that's really sort of screwed them up, and he's been ruled out again, but Tyson Campbell has been hurt the entire season. And they've almost – and he – you know, when he's healthy, fully healthy, he's probably their best cover guy. Um, But Darius Williams is their best cover corner this year. And Campbell, even when he's been on the field, he's not looked healthy Um, Or it's in his head or something. So I'm actually glad he's out. Cisco being out isn't great, um, but it sounds like they're going to get Walker Little and Ezra Cleveland both back, left tackle and left guard. Uh, That should help quite a bit. And I actually think uh, it's not a terrible matchup for them, and I'm really, really, really glad that Baltimore pulled that game off against the Rams because I always hate going into a matchup um, like they did early in the season with Kansas City against a team like that coming off of a loss, it's never. And I got you know,
2: uh, they can't stop anybody. They're second to last in the league with uh, yards allowed through the air lanes. I mean, they, they're they're horrible. And it's Cisco, I think, is a huge loss as a safety. And on the other side of the ball, I mean, how long is Kirk out for? Three, or four more weeks? Oh, uh, he's out. Him
3: back? Uh, they wouldn't get him back until maybe if they make the AFC title game. So he's done. Um, he's done.
2: So, I mean, that's a killer. It is. Although and, I will know, say
3: Parker uh, Washington, if there's been one bright spot, that guy has played really well the last couple weeks. He's had two touchdowns. Um, obviously, he's a rookie, uh, so I don't necessarily know that consistently he'll he'll look like Kirk. But he's been good. Um, and they just – I think I want to say in their, their eight wins, Calvin Ridley has like 740 yards and five touchdowns. And in their losses, he does nothing. Every single time.
2: Well, you just mentioned their eight, uh, their, uh, their eight wins and their five losses. You know what's glaring about their record? And what it, what do you think it is? It's glaring.
3: Two and four at home.
2: Three and four at home.
3: Well, one of them, two and four in Jacksonville. One of those was a... Uh, overseas. Uh, overseas, a home game. But, yeah, they're two and right, four right. in in the city of Jacksonville, which is just baffling, especially for... I, I think they're maybe the second or third youngest team in the league. You would think they'd play they're better good. at home. I don't understand.
2: Five and one on the road. I mean, yeah. they're great on the road. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, it just shakes your head. Not only that, they're four and one in the division. So I mean, they're not. They're really not in that much trouble. And I think they maybe they're playing a little too loosey goosey because they know they got a cushion head to head. Could that be it? I don't know.
3: Well, they have a cushion. I mean, they have the cushion head to head, basically. You know, as long as they um, tie, uh, you know, finish tied with Houston and Indy, um, they should win the division because they have the tiebreaker for sure over Indy. Uh, They beat them twice. And um, Houston, they split, but they have the better division record because Indy beat Houston uh, also early in the year. And then the Jags beat Houston as well. So, I mean I guess if they lose to Tennessee later in the season, but yeah, they have all the tiebreakers, so they just need to tie. Um and I think if they can, you know, pull this game off, it really kind of wipes away you know the last couple weeks and 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 both of those games were were tough losses i mean they lost by three and four points and one of them was in overtime ah, I so yeah, uh not. but you know what lawrence I, I i mean when he went down i really thought the season was over i thought cj bethard is our quarterback now and he's not so i think that kind of right. gives some hope and uh you know we'll see what happens but i i think they're gonna pull it off this week i have i have a pretty good feeling about it actually
2: I got one more and I don't want to spend a lot of time because I want to get to Buffalo because the whole country's falling in love with Buffalo again. And I, they're going to get, I, listen, I'm going to stick my neck right out. They're going to get whacked by Dallas. Dallas is hot right now. Prescott's having an MVP year. This idea that all of a sudden Allen is uh, you know, the girl with the curl. Stop it. The Buffalo is going to get absolutely drilled by the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas has got too many weapons. Micah hides out. Uh, Buffalo couldn't stop a—they couldn't stop a a flag football team for crying out loud. This this idea, all of a sudden, Buffalo is this team that's re- reclaimed its uh its superiority in the AFC is ridiculous. Now I uh, stick my neck out and I'll eat crow Monday. Here I want to back up though the kicking game. You know Jacksonville that Monday night game against Cincinnati game's over if they make the field goal. I yeah. mean, and what's his name, Mc- McManus?
3: Yeah, and he's only uh, missed—he's only missed like two or three that's all what year. I'm yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean he, he and, and, and you know he misses what? What was it? A 37, 38, maybe a 40 yarder? I mean it was a chippy, really. By NFL standards, I mean that guy's good from 55 on.
3: No, I think that I think it it was right at, I knew he was going to miss it. I don't know how. It was right what after was it, Lawrence got hurt. I want to say it was around yeah. 50, yeah. It was right after right. Lawrence got hurt and I and I think Lawrence got hurt Maybe around the thirty-five or the forty. So I want to say they were maybe around the thirty-ish. So yeah, about forty-seven to fifty somewhere in that yeah. range. But just yep. with the momentum of him going down, I, I looked to my friend. And I was like, "He's gonna miss this. Just watch." I knew it. Just like in the uh, uh what the Michigan TCU game last year when they yeah, overruled just, yeah. that yeah. touchdown, I turned to my friend yep. and I said, "They're gonna fumble. Just watch." I knew. I just knew it. Um, sometimes you kind of just feel that, you know. and um, But I, I think they're going to be okay. Um, and then uh, to go into Dallas-Buffalo, um, I haven't checked. What's the? Have you looked at what the weather's like for that game? Well,
2: the weather is moving up the coast, so Buffalo's inland. I think they're going to get hit with snow. They're going to get the back end of this major storm, so I think it's going to be snow. It's going to be out of there by Sunday. It could be out of there by Sunday. Sunday. And, and, and you know what? And that's a good point. Um, that is a very good point. If, if the weather turns sour, then Buffalo, you know, all bets are off.
3: Yeah, I think and if I the weather turns sour, I think Buffalo really does have a shot because Dallas never plays you, in the cold. But, but, listen, uh, I don't
2: believe Allen's still a turnover machine. I don't believe in him. I just don't. And uh, Dak has just got it going. CD Lamb, Crooks, uh, Cooks, rather, Crooks, uh, Cooks, uh, they run the ball just enough to keep you honest. Micah, Micah Parsons is playing at a high level. Bland has been an absolute terror in the secondary. I'm telling you right now, it's forget Philadelphia. I think we're going to see Dallas and San Francisco play for the right to go to Vegas and play in a Super Bowl. I really do. I think that's your NFC title game, and I'll say it right now. And I'm not a big Dallas guy, but I love what I'm seeing. And they're, they're hitting their stride at the exact perfect time. They really and truly are.
3: I think, well, I I will preface this by saying watching the Cowboys lose in the first round is one of my favorite pastimes. <laughs> um, they always blow it in the playoffs. I I and they I, do. I mean, You know, and I don't like the Cowboys, but uh I don't necessarily have a problem with Dak or anything, but um but uh keep an eye on uh, the their injury situation um because Cooks uh didn't practice uh yesterday or today and I think Stefan Gilmore also didn't practice yesterday and today.
2: Which hurts. Um, he's 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 reclaimed his career too, by the way.
3: Absolutely. And you know he wants to play against Buffalo, so um yep. that would hurt them for sure. And I still just something about the Bills, I it's tough to say that they're a good team, but they are the most, you know. Whatever words you want to use, erratic, you know, up and down, uh, and it and it really all comes down to Josh Allen. When he's playing well, they can beat anybody in the league. When he's uh, turning the ball over every ten seconds, they can lose to Carolina. So it's uh, I, I I think it'll be an interesting game, and it's kind of I think for Buffalo the the sort of the end of their um, you know non divisional uh, gauntlet that they had to run. Um, and they came out of it still alive for playoffs. So, I, I you know, I, I, I think they're a dangerous team if they just somehow get into the playoffs that you don't necessarily want to face. I don't necessarily think that they're going to win the Super Bowl or anything. But, you know, if you're, you know, Miami, especially in a division or uh, Kansas City or Jacksonville, like you don't want to play Buffalo in the first round. You'd much rather play – Pittsburgh or Cleveland or you know, etc. Um, just because you never know what you're gonna get with Josh Allen. And I will say the offense has looked better since they got rid of Dorsey. Um it looks like there's an actual plan to where and I don't know if this was just Allen running around like an idiot, but I feel like when Dorsey was calling plays, the offense looked like, Hey Josh, can you just go like do something for us, please? Like there was no like rhyme or reason to like you know n- nothing got set up, they they didn't you know I don't know it just felt uh, discombobulated. I feel like the offense has been a little bit, um, I don't know what the right word is, click clicking a little bit better uh, since Brady took over. But who knows? And I it, you know I I definitely think watch the injuries though for the Cowboys and um, you know it, it, I'll say this too on a final note. Teams like the Cowboys in, in general, that like you know when they're playing at their height like that, um, at their peak, it's always a good time to just you know pick a game where they might slip up uh, because yeah. it's so hard to do it in and out every week in the NFL. It just is.
2: No question. Uh, Buffalo's running a little better. I agree with you. I didn't like Dorsey's firing, but I think that they have. They now can run it. They're in the upper third of the league in yards rushing. The other thing is you've got to find a way. No Epinesa. He's out with ribs. And by the way, Dallas converts on third down nearly 50% of the time. That is a stunning statistic. If you don't stop them on third down, they are going to make you pay. And I think uh, Cooks will be a go on Sunday. We shall see. Coming back. We'll uh, put it, uh, We'll put an exclamation point on it. We'll check out the weekend edition here on Sports Byline, Sports Overnight. Keep it here. Air conditioner busted.
1: Appliance broken. Computer crashed. Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. 30-day money-back guarantee, 800-867-6917, 800-867-6917, 800-867-6917, that's 800-867-6917.
0: President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history, and guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes, that's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you.
1: That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline.
0: Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs.
1: 800 433 0539. 800 433 0539. That's 800 433 0539. Paid for by Fix My Student Loans.
2: All right, down the home stretch we go. Weekend edition. Yeah, Sunday night football is going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I think. I think Jags Ravens is going to be very, very telling. And listen, I'm not going to get too cuckoo and out too far on a limb, but I would not be surprised if we're back with these two in the AFC title game. You know, I, I'd sign for a – and I think we're going to get a quirky Super Bowl. I, I really do. I think the Niners, yeah, they're they're a rightful favorite. The Eagles, you can put them in the conversation. I, I just think Dallas is – Hey, look, Dallas has won five in a row, and maybe it's six in a row before the weekend's over because I think they will are going to whack Buffalo. I'm on record. I'll say that. I really believe it. Um, now, Buffalo has improved. But listen, Josh Allen, you know, a leopard doesn't change his spots overnight. He's a turnover machine. And you put him in a pressure cooker, he wilts. And and Dak Prescott, he doesn't even – it doesn't phase him. Third and six, third and 11, third and 12 a 49% third down conversion rate. That is, that's nuts. That is a crazy statistic. And that's why they've won five in a row, and that's why I think they're going to go. But, you know, if we're sitting here in February getting ready for Dallas, Jacksonville, and Super Bowl, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. Or Dallas and Baltimore. You know, some people think Kansas City is going to find their way. I don't see it. Look, at Miami was my kind of girl with the curl team. But I can't trust Tua as far as I can throw him. And he proved that Monday night. He proved it. And if they and listen, if they don't have a healthy Tyreek Hill, that is a completely different team. That Will the real uh, Miami stand up? If they don't have Tyreek Hill, they're toast. You saw what happened Monday night. He leaves the game. And uh, a little dump offs to our Shane. Uh, you know, listen. Uh, they've got some talent. Waddle, they've got some very, very good talent. But the bottom line is, without Tyreek Hill, they're night and day. Make no mistake. All right, enjoy the whole crew. Enjoy the rest of the evening around the country and around the globe here on Sports Byline. For Dan and company, Mr. Ogden, I'm Marty Terrell. Enjoy your evening across the country and around the globe on Sports Byline. Adios.